0: Good evening, guys. Welcome to another huge episode of Triggered. This one's gonna be a little bit unique. I just got back from the SHOT Show in Las Vegas, where I recorded a bunch of interviews with some great patriots. We got Rick Grinnell, Christy Nome, Ted Nugent, Michael Seifert, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Uh, more governors, congressmen, a little bit of everything. We're also out there talking field ethos. We're talking out there, you know, Public Square, Credoba, the Patriot economy. So this one is like, this is like my Super Bowl, okay? I'm there for the fun, see all the new stuff that's coming out there in the Second Amendment space. I'm out there meeting with friends that I really only get to see at some of these big conventions or when we're on the range, uh, talking about the Patriot economy again with Michael Seifert and all this, even Field Ethos, for those of you guys who ask, you know, what are the other things that I do? You know, my outdoor uh, magazine and online community, it's great. There's so many things that I was able to accomplish out there. I was like a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. It was brutal. It was a brutal three days, but we had a blast. So I think you guys are going to really like this one. You see some behind-the-scenes stuff. You see some of the other things that I'm working on. Obviously, some politics, too, but... Uh, it's actually, you know, more of the passion projects in my life, and then sitting down with some of the people who make that happen, some of the people who are on the front lines of defending our Second Amendment, not just the manufacturers, but also the politicians who are out there. And again, some of the stuff I do in for fun. So, I know you guys also, when we do the little survey about uh, who do you want in what role, Uh, We got Ted Nugent on there. I know I'd mentioned that, but, uh, you know, we also discussed he's going to come on long form one day. So for all of you guys who are super excited about the possibility of a Ted Nugent press secretary position, we're going to have some fun with this one. So, again, breaking it up a little bit, a little bit of a different look, but we're going to have a lot of fun. And like, like I said, you see some of the other things that we're working on behind the scenes, also really fighting for the Patriot economy, for the things that we believe in, for our freedoms and values. Uh, Probably no better place to do that than SHOT Show Vegas 2024. So you're going to really enjoy that one. And guys, make sure you're liking... You're sharing, you're subscribing, okay? So that you never miss any one of these episodes. It's so easy to hit the little like button. And if you also get your podcasts elsewhere, you can find them on Spotify. You can get them on Apple Podcasts right after they air here on Rumble. So sign up there too. People will get the message out. You know, I'm not the typical podcast that goes every day at a fixed schedule, it's like, you know, twice a week because. I do this because I believe in it and I care about it, but it's also not my day job. So, uh, you know, we try to have as much fun, but I need you guys to help me get this stuff out there. So you're not going to want to miss the interviews. If you don't always get it on Rumble, you can get them there. Make sure to sign up, check it out, pass it on to your friends. So before we get to the interviews, before we have some fun over there and get some behind the scenes, we had a good time with Sarah Sanders as well. Uh, I think you guys will appreciate that one. Uh, First, We gotta do a couple rundowns of the top headlines of the week because it's getting insane, folks. The flood of illegal immigrants does not stop. It just keeps going. They know that they won't get deported. So they come here and they do whatever the hell they want. They are held to a substantially different standard than you or I would be as people living in this country. In New York this week, A mob of migrants was caught on camera attacking police officers, attacking cops. And of course, they were arrested and released without bail. No problem. One of them even gave the middle finger to the press as they're walking out of their release. Check this out.
1: Take a look at your screen. This is one of the suspects, 22 year old Joan Boata, leaving court after his arraignment yesterday at times, covering his face and then giving not one but two middle fingers to the media. The Manhattan District Attorney's Office confirms to Fox cash bail was not requested for the five.
0: Yeah, guys, this is going to work out wonderfully. That person's going to be lovely to your children or to your daughters later on. They're totally going to become incredible citizens of this once great nation. They're going to integrate into society perfectly well. They won't be career criminals, right? He's cocky because he knows nothing's gonna happen to him. He can do anything. You're second-class citizens in your own country. He's got a pass to do whatever he wants. He's living in the illegal immigrant's American dream. Come to America, get free hotels, free room and boards. You can even beat up cops and literally nothing will happen to you. You and I look at this guy and we see a criminal. Biden looks at him and he sees a model future citizen. Not because he's actually a model future citizen, but because he's likely going to be dependent on the system that's going to pay him forever and then will vote accordingly. His children will do the same. Guys, Beat up all the cops you want. As long as you vote Democrat, you're wonderful in the eyes of Joe Biden and the Democrats. And honestly, even in the eyes of some rhino Republicans. Senator James Langford of Oklahoma, a Republican, by the way, we're going to call him a rhino, a Republican in name only. He sees this and he thinks he's got the solution. What solution is that? A backdoor amnesty bill that would allow 1.8 million illegal immigrants to enter every single year. Forever. Unchecked. 1.8 million. 5,000 people a day. 5,000 people a day. Just come on in. It's fine. No questions asked. (laughs) Think about that. This is a Republican. His deal would also immediately give work permits to every illegal alien released from custody. It's a complete pile of crap. Just so we're clear, Barack Hussein Obama's own head of DHS said that 1,000 illegals a day was beyond the pale. It was too much. It was essentially an invasion. Barack Obama's own guy said that, and a Republican is leading the charge on a bill that would go five times that number? Five times a couple of short years later? Obama's own guy. That number was already high. 5,000 a day is higher than any number we'd ever seen prior to Joe Biden's presidency, and we're just going to green light that from the Republican Senate? (laughs) I mean, you can't help these people. A Republican in Oklahoma is leading that charge? Biden. Of course, he loves this bill. It would ensure waves Waves of future Democrat Party voters and cheap labor for his donors. Sleepy Joe claims he needs the bill so that he can shut down the border. That's what they're running with, right? He's literally said he's done all he can with executive authority on immigration, all he can.
2: With executive authority, the more you could do,
0: the on all I can do. Just give me the power. This is nonsense. Joe Biden has done all he can to open the border. He has the power to shut this down. He just doesn't have the will. This is Democrat policy. You know, I know you're not allowed to talk about the great replacement theory. Of course, it's not a theory, it's reality. He stopped construction of the border wall. He reinstated catch and release. He ended Remain in Mexico. He stopped deporting the vast majority of illegal immigrants and even terrorists. (laughs) In fact, Biden has taken 64 separate executive actions to undermine border security. Okay, 64. Okay, think about that. He hasn't done anything to do this. He could reverse all of those decisions. He could put Trump's policies back into place and illegal immigration would plummet. But he doesn't want to, he just knows the media will do his bidding. He knows that big tech will figure out a way to somehow blame the border on Republicans. He understands it's not even a popular issue anymore, so they're going to do what they can to lie to you like they always do. Biden doesn't call our open border a crisis because he wants open borders. All he had to do was leave Trump's policies in place, but of course that wouldn't get them millions of permanent Democrat voters. So why is Lankford going along with Biden's lies? Democrats don't care about securing the border. How do I know that? Because 155 House Democrats, including the guy that would want to be the Speaker of the House, Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries, just voted against a bill to deport illegal immigrants convicted of social security fraud. Let me say that again. 155 House Democrats just voted against a bill to deport illegal immigrants convicted of Social Security fraud. Just so we're clear, that is your money. Democrats don't want to deport illegals who commit Social Security fraud and steal from hardworking seniors and the American taxpayer. They don't even want to deport illegal immigrants who are convicted of DUIs. Today, 150 House Democrats voted against legislation that would deport illegals convicted of DUI. So you can commit Social Security fraud, you can get DUIs, and they still would love you to be part of our country. We are not bringing our finest because they don't care. Again, I understand the PR machine that we will be up against. I understand what big tech will do to truth, logic, reason, and fact. That's why I always ask you, share this stuff. Make sure other people will see it because these are stories that won't see the light of day. 155 Democrats, social security fraud, just fine if you're illegal. Now, if you're an American citizen, you're going to jail, just so we're clear. DUI, 150. I guess somewhere along the way, Five thought that uh, it, was okay, it was okay to commit social security fraud but not, not be deported for a DUI. I mean, that's today's Democrat Party. I shouldn't be surprised. Their leader, Joe Biden, doesn't think DUI should be grounds for deportation either. You can listen to him stammer through it himself right now.
3: What exact changes would you bring to ICE as an agency?
2: I would hold ICE agents accountable if, in fact, they stepped over my executive orders, which is no arrest of anyone outside of their school. Look at the You know, one of the things that's happening is particularly for uh, Latino and Hispanic kids is the incredible pressure on them in terms of their their, their, their sense of security. They go off to school wondering whether when mom comes and picks them up, is she not going to be there because an ICE agent was there to arrest her or they take, he, she takes them to the doctor that she's going to not be there because she is quote undocumented and an ICE agent is going to pick them up.
3: So how do you no, change the culture? You change the
2: culture by saying you're going to get fired. You're fired if, in fact, you do that. You only arrest for the purpose of dealing with a felony that's committed, and I don't count drunk driving as a felony.
0: Guys, in Joe Biden's America, you can get a free pass if you're here illegally. What Biden cares about is locking up peaceful pro-like activists. This is one of the greatest miscarriages of justice I've ever seen. The Biden Justice Department announced yesterday that six pro-life activists were found guilty of, quote, conspiracy against rights, and right? everything's a conspiracy against rights, as long as it's what the Democrat Party wants, due to a peaceful protest held at an abortion clinic. The DOJ said, and I quote, live stream footage shows them praying, singing hymns, and urging women to reconsider their decision to seek an abortion," close quote. Oh my God, not that. Singing hymns, praying, asking someone to reconsider a major life decision, the horror. I mean, now, if they were here and they beat up some cops as illegals, they'd be fine. They'd be just fine. These six activists now face up to 10 years in prison. Again, folks, this is stuff that doesn't get out there. It doesn't make the news because it's smothered, it's censored, it's suppressed. We need you guys and we need your help to push it out there. If this doesn't make it clear, folks, that there are two sets of laws in America, I don't know what does. Then, clearly, what's happening in Fulton County will make it even clearer. Again, if you're watching this, you probably get it, but the amount of people who have no understanding of everything that's going on, who have no understanding just how insane, how weaponized, how much of a factionist, dictatorial regime the Biden administration and the Democrat overlords running DOJ, the FBI, etc., are, hopefully this will help drive home that message. Fannie Willis's, who rules Atlanta, like a tin pot dictator. She abused her office to indict her party's leading political challenger, my father. She gives hundreds of thousands of taxpayer dollars to her boyfriend, and then she fires whistleblowers who she's vacationed on with taxpayer dollars, spending that money freely, laughing her ass off probably uh, at what they can get away with because no one holds them accountable. Well, this week, audio was released of a former employee in Willis's office named Amanda Timpson. In the audio, which I'm about to play, you can hear Timpson tell Willis about the illegal misuse of grant funds. Willis did not dispute the allegations. Listen and hear for yourself so you can understand the level of depravity we're up against, what they think they can
4: get away with. He would take me off projects, tell people I wasn't doing what I was supposed to because I questioned him. Because I understood, I helped write that grant. I knew what was in that grant. He told everybody in front of Crystal Deontay, everybody, we're gonna get MacBooks, we're gonna do that, we're gonna get swag, we're gonna use it for travel. I said, you cannot do that. It's a very, very specific grant. Took me off. I questioned junior DA. There's kids in there from out of the the um the county, all this took me off junior DA. I did not want to do it. He made it look as if I wasn't doing what I needed to do because I questioned him. Because well, I knew for a fact, Mr. Cuffey respectfully did not know what he was doing. So, period. So
1: I respect that is as your assessment. Um, it was clear to me that you and Mr. Cuffey were not getting along. And I'm not saying that your assessment is wrong.
0: Guys, less than two months after that meeting, Willis fired Timpson. Timpson is now saying that Willis has a pattern of ethical violations. I'm shocked to hear this. I'm shocked to hear this. We have the receipts, we've seen it all, and abuse of power. Huh. And yet, Brian Camp in Georgia doesn't seem to want to do anything about that because, you know, we're never going to upset the Democrats. They'll be mean to me. People in the press will write bad articles about me because they're just fine with the Democrats doing whatever they want. See Hunter Biden versus Don Jr. This is the Democrats' America. This is the land that they've created. These are the rules. They ignore laws that help them gain and retain power. And they abuse laws to punish the people that try to get in their way. That's called racketeering and obstruction. And yet, again, if you're part of the Democrat Party, that's just fine. It's fine. We'll remain in power. We'll spend your money however we want. We can be corrupt and broken. It doesn't matter because no one's going to hold them accountable. That's Joe Biden's America. That's what we've seen become so clear over the last few years. Now, I'm not saying it wasn't probably going on in all of these areas before Trump, but Trump derangement syndrome brought it to the top, and we have to call it out. We have to fight back or we're not going to have a country left to save. So finally, I want to end, before we get to the interviews of Shacho and again, the f- stuff I'm doing with Field Ethos and the governors and Ted Nugent and like all the fun stuff, I want to end on an important update on the Senate sex video scandal. You remember this one, right? <laughs> I'm not even going to show the video here or even the pictures because it's disgusting. But the Capitol Police this week announced that they will not be filing any charges for this incident. Remember, this was the gay sex incident in one of the secure rooms of the Senate. This is very surprising to me, though, folks. They are typically very anal about minor violations in the law. Pun absolutely intended. But in this case, they're just going to let it pass. Because you know what? When it's Democrat staffers having anal gay sex in a Senate room, that's just fine. But if you're someone's grandmother and you walk through the velvet ropes of Congress taking a selfie without doing anything violent, you get to go to jail for a very long period of time. At this point, folks, they're laughing at you. They're daring you to say something. They're challenging you to do anything about it because they couldn't give a damn. I've had enough, but I can't do it alone. We need you guys to be a part of that. So before we get to the SHOT Show interviews, a quick word from our sponsors uh, who really make this show possible, guys. It takes some serious balls, frankly, to support programming like this, to go out there, to go against the machine uh, that, again, is not exactly exercising the laws or the rules equally. That takes guts. So make sure you check out the great folks over at Gold Co., It's a new year, but we obviously see the economic warning signs, right? You got inflation, reckless spending, global turmoil, Biden caused disasters each and every day. I literally just want you to be prepared and owning tangible, physical inflation hedging gold and silver can help secure and stabilize your portfolio. You can safeguard your savings. You can do it tax and penalty free. That's a big deal, okay? Especially with where this government spends your tax dollars. We can make Zelensky another billion dollars or you can save some of that tax money. So Golco is top-notch customer service. They'll answer your questions. They'll walk you through the whole process. Go to DonJuniorGold.com to learn more. That's D-O-N-J-R gold.com. Learn more, let them take you through the process and educate yourself, DonJuniorGold.com. Also guys, be sure to check out the folks at The Wellness Company, a leader in providing emergency medical kits like we saw with COVID folks, supply chain chaos, lockdowns, Fauci failures, it can all make it harder to get the medicine and medications you need when your family is facing a crisis. With the Wellness Company Medical Emergency Kit, you're empowered to take control of your health. The kit includes eight life-saving medications, including amoxicillin, the Z-Pak, ivermectin for keeping on hand and a guidebook for safe Easy use. So from tick bites to COVID to extreme public health outbreaks, every scenario is covered. Avoid the high cost, the hospital wait times, and take control of your family's health needs. Go to TwC Health slash triggered for 15% discount off the emergency medical kit. That's TWC, like the wellness co, you know, the wellness company, TWC dot health slash triggered, like the name of the show. And get one for yourself. Save 15% and make it happen. TWC.health/triggered. So, guys, uh, thanks a lot. Uh, you're gonna enjoy this one. Uh, it's a compilation of like a couple of days of shot show, absolute insanity. But you get to see some other things we're working on. You know, Michael Seifert from Public Square. You know, check them out. This is how we also vote with our wallet. Uh, they're doing a deal with Cordova, Help people. Buy firearms without the banks canceling them, without getting put on a list. Uh, buy now, pay later type of options. With the world that we're, which we're going right now, that makes a lot of sense. We get to see that. We get to hear about what some of the governors are doing. You know what Christy Nome is doing, actually building gun ranges in South Dakota. Uh, what Sarah Sanders is doing. We 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 have uh, a whole slew of people. You'll hear from Ted Nugent, possible possible future press secretary, at least temporary. So. I really think you're going to enjoy this one, uh, and we'll have some fun. You also get to see me, you know, really visiting with some of the great sponsors of Field Ethos from the gun world, the stuff that I do in the outdoor space. If you haven't checked that out, go to uh, fieldethos.com. You know, fun, witty, intelligent, unapologetic, uh, outdoor lifestyle, adventure lifestyle magazine that I do, one of my little uh, uh, side uh, pleasure projects. So I think you'll really enjoy this one, and uh, uh, let me know what you think. Guys, we're here at the SHOT Show. Uh, this is the SHOT Show episode, but uh, you know, it's not just talking about guns and our freedoms and all of that stuff. We do that every day on the show. As you know, we got Michael Seifert, CEO of Public Square here. Uh, and you guys are announcing a really cool, well, we are, some, you know, yeah, sort of a, 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 an awesome partnership with Credova. Uh <laughs> We're not just saying, hey, we got to speak up loudly against those. We're not just, we're now voting with our wallet. We, we started that, we've been working on it together for almost two years now uh, from, something to now a, a big public company, but now we're taking it further to, to really stop a lot of the cancellation that's going on. We see it with guns, but if they're doing it to people who are buying guns, if they're doing it to people who manufacture components of guns, if you're getting debanked, if I'm getting debanked for creating a news app, guess what folks, they're coming after everyone. So, Michael, give us a little bit of the background on that and what we're talking about here, what we're doing to be able to combat that, to make sure that we're uncancelable. Yeah, well, the SHOT Show is a perfect example of
5: our market that we're trying to serve, 280. at There are 77,000 gun industry insiders here in Las Vegas for this week. And all of them have gone through a similar experience. They know what it feels like to be under the thumb of big commerce or big tech cancellation pressure. And just like what happened to MXM, banks just shutting the door overnight. Yeah. These businesses, we've heard from some of them say, it's happened to them multiple times, where they're trying to do right by their consumers, they're trying to help folks exercise their Second Amendment rights, and the financial institutions of this country should be behind them, but instead are actually saying, I'm not here to serve you. And uh, to me, that's a real shame. To you, that's a real shame. It's why we're so inspired to do this. And so, as we look to 2024, we had an amazing year in 2023, took the company public, grew past a million members faster than many of the industry giants. As we look to 2024, we are looking to build the foundational infrastructure of things like payments and things like software so that the businesses, over 75,000 now on our platform, can not only be able to experience the joy of connecting with like-minded consumers, but also can be safe. Soup to nuts, top to bottom, completely safe and cancel proof in their business's expression of their products and services. Cordova's a great company. We're proud to announce a partnership with them today. They're a consumer financing juggernaut for the parallel economy. They help folks access some really expensive items that are so fundamental to our Second Amendment in a way that's very user friendly. They help offer buy now, pay later services to folks that are wanting to purchase firearms or other goods from this industry. And the last thing that I'll point out, Cordova's great because if you remember the Biden administration over the past two years, has announced that they are pushing banks and financial institutions to code gun purchases. So if you're buying a gun, they're pushing Visa and MasterCard and many retailers even, like Bass Pro and Cabela's, to actually code your purchases. So you have a lot of people now that are feeling like, well, my only option's cash. Problem is, when's the last time you purchased something for $2,000 in cash? It's very difficult to do that. Cordova's cool because you can actually escape the credit card woes by purchasing through Cordova and have access to some of these goods. So we're going to implement their technology on our platform, it's going to be great. And uh, ultimately our goal this year is let's build a public square, a real impenetrable payment stack that allows for folks to transact without fear. That's where we're going. And that's, I mean, step. we've seen
0: that everywhere, right? It, uh, you see it with the credit card companies. And then you see, you know, if someone bought a Bible, the banks literally gave yeah. that information to the FBI. I mean, like, it, the, you're on a list. And so if you're watching this podcast too late, you're on a list, so now you might as well be all in. Welcome. We're, we're all on a list. It's Fine. I'm on every list for sure, but you know you saw that with PayPal earlier this year. You know, if you said something that they deem they deem misinformation because the arbiters of truth aren't necessarily truthful, but they are the arbiters. You know, they were going to find you five thousand dollars just taken out of your PayPal you know, your PayPal account. Like if you're using that still, uh, you're doing yourself a major disservice. I mean, and th- this is an alternative to that. that you're not going to get debanked. You're not going to be put on a list. You're not dealing with the banks that are making that difficult for you. And and again, so much of what we got to do is not just you know voting we now got to vote with our wallets we got to escape the the pressures that they've put on and i think this is what we're what we're slowly starting to build i mean it's just the beginning of all of this but we did it with public square now we're getting the options of payment and adding onto these platforms and actually growing real parallel economy businesses yeah
5: well and what's what's really important to recognize is that throughout history any of the authoritarian regimes that have risen to power the first thing they've tried to cut off is your economic access yeah. they want to shut off your ability to transact if you look at China right now, their entire economic system is structured around a social credit score. If you don't act in a way that the regime is proud of, you have your credit score dinged. So- you know, our credit score system in the United States is a bit of a mess. Imagine if it was tied to your behavior and your opinions about the political regime in power. That's the future that these globalists want for us. And so we as American people have to make a decision. Do we want to keep empowering those tyrants to weaponize their beliefs against us? you got people like Mark Benioff at Time Magazine who started Salesforce contributing to lawsuits against your father you've got people like mark zuckerberg investing 400 million dollars in elections so we may say oh we don't care about politics we want to detach politics from business the hard part is and it's a tough pill to swallow politics cares about you deeply
0: yeah and there's there's no there's no detaching it no. unless you unless you just don't care about your freedom i mean they're doing this stuff we we don't have equal justice under the law i was you know, my, my classic example is me versus Hunter Biden. I understand that I am not the upstanding human being that Hunter Biden is, but you think, you know, if I did, if, I, if it was my laptop from hell, there would be hell to pay. I'd be at Gitmo. Yeah, like, you, know, you know, Don. But, I would never see you again. You, you if, never you see me again. again. if you were, we had out a, of your it was mind. a wonderful run, yeah. Michael. but yeah. uh, you're, yeah. you're going to Gitmo for forever. Yeah. Uh, but that's actually happening. Yeah. You see it in the disparate treatment of the January 6th versus the, you know, the mostly peaceful protesters that burned down buildings, looted, com- arson, murder. You know, for the 2020 summer of love, it's just different. And so un- until we actually start taking away the funds I mean we're funding woke corporate America and these big corporations that are then in turn taking that donating to Democrat causes that would literally put you in jail they're donating to all the causes that you hate on the charitable side and your own hard-working money is being weaponized against you yeah. we, we need to stop that once you cut off at least some of that and we are overwhelmed in terms of you know conservative versus liberal on the the donation side we're always 5 to one, ten to 1 in in terms of that but if we can take off some of that that, that's how we start making a dent. That's where they're going to be much more reluctant to, you know, to weaponize all of the basic values and principles that, a, against us that, yeah. that, that they've been doing.
5: Yeah, and I think you know I'm, I'm hopeful. I was actually talking to a firearms manufacturer that stopped by this booth, our Public Square booth here, yesterday. And he said, what are you doing? Tell me about this. And I said, well, Public Square is the largest marketplace in the world of businesses that don't hate you. They love your freedoms, they love your constitutional liberties, and they want to serve you without fear of cancellation. And he said, I've been canceled more than a few times. I said, tell me about that. And he actually gave an example. Last year, he had a bank in Texas. We think, oh, Texas, red state, we're safe. He was banking in Texas with a community bank. He posted a picture on his social media of him and his truck, and he had his big truck wrapped in a picture of the ARs that they build for their customers that they've worked so hard to earn. And he said the banks took one look at that picture and after almost a decade of banking together said, we're done. They shut the lights off overnight. And he said, that's the third time I've had to move banks. So I said, well, okay, let's do this. Let's link you with some of the banks that you can find on Public Square. We have plenty whether you're talking about Axos, whether you're talking about a local credit union, America's Christian Credit Union, if you're faith-based, Carrollton Bank, I mean, these incredible financial institutions that are proud to serve you, The problem is people just don't know they exist. And so I hope, Don, that like with the awakening that you and I talk about really frequently, that people will be so proactive about recognizing there are solutions and then actually making the move, kicking convenience to the curb, making the move, and finding in the process that not only are these other financial institutions excited to serve you, but they also are often better. Look what happens in the airlines, DEI and ESG and all that stuff. It's killing productivity. You got doors falling off
6: planes and wheels wheels rolling rolling rolling
0: down. down. But no, but the, and that's the real. It, it's not just about the convenience, because you know what's what's much more inconvenient than switching banks to someone who likes you is being canceled by yeah. a bank, yeah. not getting a mortgage that you've been working on, yeah. uh, and, and losing that time then trying to find it. So, you know, that little bit of inconvenience is made up for in spades. Yeah. You know, when you don't get canceled in the middle of a transaction or an expansion, or you know, get denied a financing that you've worked on for months to you know, build up your product lines. I mean. And that's what it is. I mean, it, it, I love that we're doing this now with Public Square, taking it to the next level. Because it started off as, hey, we're gonna, and it still is, but there's, there's just a lot more now. You know, we're gonna link you so you can shop with people who actually share your values. You can put their kid. in small business. It's not just woke corporate. You know, you don't you don't have to go to Target to find a T-shirt. There's plenty of people around you, whatever it may be you know that's what the public square marketplace is all about finding like-minded people letting them spend money with people who share their values build those businesses put their kids through you know, soccer camp or whatever it is you know that american small business that was always the lifeblood of our country that's just been you know frankly destroyed you know by, by so much of corporate america who has then decided to become political who doesn't care about you know our, our beliefs Uh, We can actually push back, but it takes all of us to actually do it.
5: Yeah, and even some of the institutions that were supposed to serve the small businesses you just described have completely abdicated their responsibility. Yeah. Uh, The great example is the Chamber of Commerce. The U.S. Chamber of Commerce was supposed to be a home for small businesses to be able to thrive access resources and community now the us chamber of commerce the is US advocating the chamber of
0: chinese commerce yes and they're advocating like, for they're, open they're borders they're advocate well and and for like getting everything abroad yeah. o- offshore because the consultant and managerial class yeah. like everything else took it over you can save two cents on your widget by sending everyone's jobs and american dream abroad okay. oh that's wonderful like, like you know that that hasn't served us well at all no
5: no it hasn't and Our goal is a new American Renaissance era where small businesses have the resources, the connections, the capital, because just like we're talking about people wanting to shop in alignment with their values, there are also amazing investors that want to invest money in alignment with their values. So we're trying to help small businesses access capital, payment infrastructure. If we can do that, I feel so excited about the future. We have a lot of opposition that's trying to come against it. Uh, We see that electorally, you see it, uh, obviously, economically and culturally deeper than anything else. But I'm hopeful, man, I'm really hopeful. I think the SHOT Show's a great demonstration. If you wanna feel hopeful about the future of our country, come to SHOT Show and meet 77,000
0: people. Just just great Americans, but you know, and again, and that's for Public Square, Right now, we're doing it for... But we're going to expand this for everything. Yep. Because because we need it. Yep, we do. Because, and, and if you don't think you need it now, just wait a couple more months. And like everything else, yep. they're going to chip away at it. And that's what it's been. It's been death by a thousand cuts. Yep. So, yep. Couldn't agree more. Good yeah. to have you, man. Thanks for having me. Always. Good to see you. All right, guys. Continuing our SHOT Show coverage. I am almost talked... I've done like seven podcasts today. I've taken about two billion fucking selfies. It, it, it's, uh, it, it's gotten brutal. But the only thing I always but say... Now, but, but now... But now... I get to hang out with I mean let's be honest former director of national intelligence yes. uh, Rick Grinnell. Uh, by the way you know so uh, on the, on the show we we do a thing uh, and it's like hey who would you like in certain positions now this this is the base right so they are not choosing uh, washington washingtonian type of people you know Alex Jones for press secretary yeah. right? <laughs> right, Rick and your name comes up a lot in some uh, very high level uh, so let's you, go. you know you, go. you're in there you're in there with the base
7: yeah, look, uh, you know, it was the most incredible. I'm not just throwing a line. It was the most incredible honor of my life to be uh, representing America and to be representing President Trump. Yeah, it was uh, amazing. Sitting in Germany, have him call me pretty regularly to say, "Hey, let's get this done." And I realized pretty quickly that he didn't really view me as just Germany; it was Europe.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, okay. For, for those of you who don't know the backstory, Rick was one of the probably the only ambassador I was like. Get him in that spot. And <laughs> and Rick was also probably the only ambassador that actually, let's say, uh, spoke truth to power.
7: Uh, uh, and I would say understand the role, and, right? And, you're working yeah. for America, you're working for the president, yeah. not for the other country.
0: He was the one that goes to Angela Merkel I was like, listen, you know, you want NATO to, like, spend all this money. And you know, when I say NATO, I mean the United States for NATO, for their benefit, while they're giving billions to Russia. So uh, you had to explain to her that the United States position under my father was not exactly we're going to just write unlimited checks. You don't have to cover your agreed-upon share like they hadn't yeah. been doing. And you can enrich the people you want us to protect you from. That's not going to work with, with this anymore. That doesn't, yeah. That's not the game.
7: One of the best moments of being ambassador to Germany was sitting in the, uh, in the White House. Chancellor Merkel was there. And we were sitting there. The president was negotiating with her and he looked at her and he said look I I gotta be honest with you I don't blame you for wanting America and Americans to pay for your security I don't blame you I actually think if I was in your
0: job I'd probably do that too if
7: I represented Germany I'd want somebody else to pay for my security and he turned the whole thing around and he said but you know you can't blame me for now wanting to represent the American people. Because you duped all the other presidents before me into getting them to pay for your security. But it stops here. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. And to be honest, she totally respected him for it. Yeah. She, she saw it. She was like, yeah, I get it. you got to fight for America. I'm fighting for Germany. I spent so, eight years... How at- is
0: it that we had politicians, though, and presidents that just never even
7: got that before? I mean, because that, yeah. that's
0: a... That's scary, because that's like a, you know, just institutional failure. Like, yeah. if our presidents, they don't care. It's, oh, it's, what's another trillion dollars uh, that we're not going to look at? We'll just pay for these guys. They, they literally, like, I'm like, well, you're, like, well, you're going to destroy that? I was like, no, 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 that people have in writing. Like, they're they're putting this percentage of their GDP, and they're putting nothing in. Like, it's a, it's a deal. It's yeah. not like we're trying to get them to pay more. We're just trying to get them to pay what they already agreed exactly. to.
7: Exactly. What you just described is literally the heart of why we say we want an outsider. Because somebody who who spends 20 years in the foreign policy world, okay, and I spent eight years at the UN watching all these diplomats and they get recycled, they, they eventually grow into saying, oh, you know, I want the other side, I want the Europeans, I want the Latins, I want the Africans to like me. I, I want them to, to negotiate with me and say, you know, you're a good guy. Yeah. It's not your job to be liked. <laughs> it's not your job to be liked. And, and, and yet that crowd really yeah. wants that. So I always say...
0: Because it's easy to do that when you're playing with other people's money.
7: Exactly. I always say the opposite of America first, the exact opposite philosophy is consensus with the Europeans. Yeah. You're either going to go and have the lowest common denominator of what all of these other countries think which is called the yeah. UN, or you're gonna advocate for your, your, what's best for your country. And that's what President Trump did better than anyone, and why I jumped on and, and believed in this and movement. You, and you see that rearing up. I Obviously, you had
0: Davos going on last week and all this kind of stuff, and it's like, well, we really don't want Trump to come back. I'm like, oh, you mean you really don't want to be held accountable for your actions? Were exactly. you basically taking total advantage of America and frankly yeah. the world with your nonsense? It's, and it's like, isn't that the greatest endorsement of Trump you can imagine? Like when, when your rivals, uh, when the people, like, isn't that exactly who the American public should vote for if they don't exactly. want it? Not because the policy we, we weren't in wars, we were, but because we held them
7: to task and we weren't just ridiculous with the American taxpayers' money. Right. And when you concentrate on that, when you concentrate on the American people's money, and you say to these other countries, "Hey, uh, we don't want to do that because." Y- it's spending the American people's money for your security. The other side, the other countries get mad. They go to the press and they say, oh, this person He's is terrible. undiplomatic, right? <laughs> so then the press coverage becomes, this person is mean to our allies. And yeah. what I tried to explain in Germany is, you're not a very good ally. If you're making yeah. the American people pay for it, yeah. you're not a good ally to with, with
0: allies like that, if you want us to spend more of our money to protect you from those who you are enriching, with friends like that who needs enemies, you know? I said that yeah. and they were like, how oh, can you say that? They're not an enemy. I'm like, but they're, act- they're certainly not acting they're like friends. They're taking
7: advantage of us. Yeah. They certainly That's- are taking advantage of us. Look, I have this philosophy when it comes to NATO. It's a little controversial, but I don't believe that anyone in NATO, any member of NATO right now, who's not paying their obligations, yeah. their 2%, if you're not up to good yeah. in, in your remittances, you shouldn't be voting on how to expand NATO, how to expand the security presence. Because what you're doing is, you're not paying your fair share. You're voting for new members, knowing that the American people are going to have to pay for new members. Well, that's not rocket science. I mean, that, it sort of feels obvious, right? I mean, it's very controversial if, within the within policy. Well, because of course, because big
0: dumb America, they'll just pay for everything. You're a schmuck. But like, if I don't pay my taxes, I don't have my freedoms. Right? Right? If I, like, what, what's the difference,
7: right? It, it, At a country club, if you don't pay your dues, you don't get to go to… Play golf. Play golf or, or go and have a nice dinner there if you are behind. Yeah. You're cut off. You're cut off. Nice. And that's so- what I think is important to do, to have consequences for not paying your, your obligations. I, I really believe that right now Germany should not be voting to expand NATO. They, they are the largest economy in Europe. They are not paying their fair share and they're voting to add new members that my mom on Social Security has to now pay for. It's not fair. Yeah,
0: that's not fair at all. So, what? you know, we will solve the problems of the world, hopefully in about 10, 11 months. How how you feeling about everything out there right now?
7: Look, I feel good. I, I think that uh, it's over and we should just start ignoring Nikki Haley. Yeah. Um, she's, you know, chomping. Uh, but I've been saying this uh, uh, in all my interviews is that, make no mistake, the people of South Carolina know her the best. Yeah, They've watched her for years. They don't need to have an education on who she is. They know her the best, and let's see what happens in South Carolina.
0: Yeah, no, I think hopefully that should be the nail in the coffin, but when you're being funded by the Democrats, it's much like NATO. <laughs> what difference does it make? They're playing exactly. with other people's money, trying to drag out the process, but yeah, what brings you to shot
7: Well, look, I care about international issues. Yeah. I have a, a lot of friends internationally, and this whole idea of capitalism, the Second Amendment certainly in in America, um, and safety, national security, is really at the forefront of what what happens at Chuck Show. It's not just about our individual rights, but a lot of companies here around the world are worried about making sure that we have secure safety. And and so I come here and meet up with a lot of my friends uh, internationally who care very deeply about these issues. And I will tell you this, privately, All international leaders will tell you they want Trump back, because honestly, and this is where I think our foreign service officers and the State Department and our embassies around the world, they should change their rhetoric. We should make the argument that when America puts itself first, the rule of law is supported, Mm -hmm. capitalism is supported, uh, democracy, human rights. The world order becomes more established when America puts itself first because we're not a selfish country. No, we don't go and conquer and take other people's oil and do that. We're just trying to drill here yeah. and use the resources that we have.
0: Although it's interesting right, when people are defaulting, and you spent more time there than probably anyone I know at the UN, uh, you know, the UN doesn't believe what you just talked about because they'll put Iran on the Women's Council for I'm like, I don't know, wait a minute.
7: Yeah, Here, here's <laughs> the fundamental flaw. You're, you're having flaw. one
0: of the largest oppressors of women in the world get to decide what are the issues for women in the yeah. world. And I'm like, I don't.
7: Eh. This is this is the fundamental flaw that we need to take to the UN. Because the theory of the UN is good, the theory, yeah. right? But the reality is, is that the UN believes that all countries are equal. I don't believe that. I think all people are equal. Yeah. Every individual is is ordained by God and has their inalienable rights from God. Well, a wise but,
0: man once called them shithole countries, Rick. And well, what <laughs> I would say is, is that... <laughs> there, there are some of them.
7: When, even the UN system of how they assess the contributions from different countries, they take into account the GDP, And so they're not looking at countries as equal when they're assessing contributions. So why should we have a system that says every country is equal? We know Iran, it kicks uh, women systematically off basic human rights, pushes gay people off buildings. We see them foment and fund terrorism. They're not equal with the United States. And so we need to make a judgment about this, uh, that, that countries are not equal, that people are equal.
0: So, so what do you do with the UN to fix it because it, like I, I mean it, it does feel like you're being punked when I see some of the stuff coming out of their mouths at you know when they when they meet like like I said putting you know literally countries that oppress women on the women's Council you know it, it, like I don't know yeah. like doesn't it, like it's it, it, it shouldn't just be their turn and it and if you are a place that segregates that way you, you shouldn't get a say
7: yeah
0: uh, in, in my opinion and yet it's happening every day I mean does it have hope or is it like the FBI where you sort of got to burn it down to the ground and, and st- start, a, start a new structure?
7: Look, I'm going to give you the diplomatic answer. No, no, I don't want the diplomatic answer. So you're, you're, you're not someday. a diplomat
0: when you're on this podcast. Okay? Look, you, you can be a diplomat again and you know, The reality, ten months. The
7: reality is, is the U.N. does not work unless the U.S. isn't leadership. Correct. And so you've got to be able you look at the World Food Program. There's always an American that, that's running that because we voluntarily give – a lot of money to the World Food Program. It's yep. a great organization, run well yep. when you have people who are paying attention, Americans with American management spirit or Westerners. Yep. That's just the reality. When you do the UN like a jobs program where, okay, now it's Asia's turn, now it's Latin America's turn, and now it's Africa's turn. You're not looking at the system as a, a rewarding qualified applicants, yep. and that has to change.
0: So I want to, and you you would know this from being an ambassador, understanding sort of the, I mean, part of that job is actually the relationship between businesses for cross-border, you know, transactions. I've actually run into a lot of guys here on the floor of the SHOT Show, big guys, you know, major corporations, major 2A guys. Hey, man, like, we're we're not able to have meetings with some of the people from international, from Israel, like the Biden administration seems to be doing it. Hey, they're blocking our ability to ship product, like American manufacturing, putting Americans to work, shipping to other countries that are literally, it's not like you're shipping to Iran, you're shipping to countries that are allies, and they're like, hey man, they're holding our stuff up for months, we're not able to transact, I mean. It's a crisis. How do we stop that because, you know, that's the Biden administration, not just stopping, you know, and regulating on their own. You know, trade—that's big business. It's jobs. It's everything. But yeah. it's also our allies being able to defend themselves. And by the way, if they're going to defend themselves finally and not just have us do it and spend
7: money, I love that it's with American companies. But they're making yeah. it hard to do that even. Every one of our U.S. embassies should be mini chambers of commerce. They—we should have people at that embassy that absolutely know how to expand American jobs. Their job being paid by American taxpayers.
0: Not chamber of commerce like we see today, which is like, you know... Capitalism. Yeah, the chamber of Chinese commerce, where it's like, just ship it to China, it'll be fine. No, capitalism. uh, The way it was originally intended.
7: We we should have embassies that absolutely know how to grow American jobs. Uh, Capitalism, businesses, private entrepreneurs should be able to go to our embassies and get help, not get hassle. And that's what they're getting, harassment and hassle right now. We spend way too much money at the State Department paying foreign service officers who send cables back and report on the political activities of that country. That is a waste of our time. You can read that in the newspaper now. That is a yeah. that is from decades ago. I've spent 12 years at the State Department. I know how to reform this system, and we need embassies that concentrate on growing American jobs and prosperity. They are not doing it now, and they need a wholesale reform. All
0: right. Okay, guys. We're here on the floor of the SHOT show, having a good time. Hopefully we'll see you later on tonight at the Field Ethos Party.
7: That's right, I'll be there.
0: Great to have Rick and L on. All, again, top contender for Secretary of State, just so you understand. And, and, and some of the followers, these are savages. <laughs> they, they, they love you in there, it's man. So savage. thanks for doing what you're doing and awesome. staying Thank in the fight. Thank you for
7: doing what you're doing. You're one of the best on the trail. No, we have some fun. And so we appreciate it.
0: Okay, guys. Continuing the SHOT Show special. Woo! This is interesting because if I'm seeing you walk the floor, we're here with Tim Kennedy. You are like a hot chick at a pervert convention here. Yeah, it's weird. I, the, the amount of grown men that I've heard about like that just want you to choke them out on the yeah. floor is a little bit weird. It's Yeah, <laughs> I, I take it as a compliment, but I'm also like, oh, I don't know what to do. I, I'm not sure, this is a weird fetish. Yeah, I'm down for it though. No, yeah. So obviously, Shacho, big 2A crowd, incredible yeah. people, but Tim, you're here doing more than just that. Like, you know, what, what else are the things that you're focused on that people can see, because again, they think of it as guns, but like, this is really a large community, and it goes so much more beyond just the Second Amendment. Yeah,
8: yeah I mean, one, one of the big things is the, the number of veteran-owned businesses in here. You yeah. know, like I'm a veteran entrepreneur. Yep. You can walk these halls, and I, I'm gonna guess half. Half yeah. the people in there have served their country in some way, shape, or form. And, um, you know getting all those people with those shared values in the same room at the same time yeah. with the same beliefs uh, it's it's a magical place where a, a ton of great things happen um, and one thing as uh, man I love the Second Amendment and getting you know we, we've been losing ground year after year yeah. whether it's Death legislation yeah and the Second Amendment has been the thing that's been slowly dying and uh, we have to have that unified face that unified voice in the fight for the Second Amendment and uh, and we've never done that in a really long time. And it's yeah. time that, like, we've been so busy, busy building businesses and working that we haven't been focusing on on protecting our, our rights. And, and
0: I, but I, for me, that goes so much more beyond the Second Amendment. i would say, hey, we got to start building from the ground up. You know, we got to win school board races. Yeah. It's not about even presidency, and I'm yeah. obviously biased towards yeah. that one. But like, or Senate or Congressman, you know, the the left has infiltrated everything. It happens with the yeah. Second Amendment, but they've taken over our schools. They've taken over yeah. pop culture. They're some of the things that you're doing. are are really combating that. It's what we're doing with Public Square. That's right. Giving small, patriotic businesses a way to link up together. Uh, Talk about what you see with that, because it's it's not just about the Second Amendment. That one's very clear, that that one's on the table. And it's negotiable, even for a lot of the rhinos, obviously, in Washington, D.C., unfortunately. But it does go beyond that in terms of our other rights and what's going on in our schools, across the country. Schools
8: specifically, two years ago, uh, we launched Apogee. Uh, We have Apogee Strong, our online mentorship program, and then we actually have our Apogee physical schools. We're gonna open 50 campuses in in 2024. And this hunger for people bringing the responsibility of education and morals being taught to the children back to the nuclear family, people realize that All of, everything that we've been doing for the past 20 years is broken and flawed. We've been sending these kids to these schools and they're being indoctrinated and radicalized. They're being taught absolute lies and um, science that makes no sense. They can't do math, but they know the 4,276 genders. That's right. It's criminal criminal for us to do that to our kids. So
0: so how how does that work? Talk about that, because I literally, a theme on my show is like, Anything you can do, anything you can do, and I understand it's not easy, and I understand where I come from, so it's easier to talk about, to get your children out of our public school system is
8: is a net positive for them for the future. Yeah, one one is the the money needs to follow the child. So a whole bunch of states have the school choice uh, program. And that has been failing because school unions and school boards have been combating um, and saying like, it's, it's anti-poor, it's anti-urban, which is just not true whatsoever. Yeah, those same people are trying to kill charter schools in poor That's right. urban areas. Th- like- that is right, that is 100% correct. So the, the, when we say the money needs to be following the children, so you pay property tax, and that property tax goes to support the school. At the school is where they're being indoctrinated and radicalized. Yeah. So and they're, they're not allowing parents to have any decision or say in the family, from the family yeah. to the child. So we want to bring all of that back. One, it takes a parent to step up yeah. and be intentional and be like, I'm gonna be present in my child's yeah. life, I'm gonna care about my child, I'm gonna care about their values, I'm gonna care about their morals, I'm gonna care about their education. Yeah. I want them to be able to collaborate, and be able to innovate, I want them to be creators, I wanna be critical thinkers. Yeah. So Apogee first starts at the home. We shape the mom and the dad and we say, hey, you have to take life seriously. You yeah. can stop scrolling, get off your phone, stop you know, paying s- some wazoo person to-, to feed you a bunch of lies, yeah. and then take your family back. care about your family, and then to the children, all right, let's really teach you how to be a critical thinker. What does it mean to have a Socratic conversation? You know, here at SHOT Show, in addition to like talking about education and supporting the Second Amendment, um, we held a forum yesterday about veteran suicide. How do we, you know, 74% of veterans that commit suicide commit suicide with a firearm? Like, as a lover of the Second Amendment, how can I, at the same time, reconcile the fact that 74% of veterans commit suicide with a firearm while I protect the Second Amendment. And these so, are not mutually exclusive things.
0: So talk about, I mean, you said something a, little, a couple minutes ago that I can think like I with like seven people came up to you on the floor, like they were, you, you phrased it better than yeah. I they, they had a shotgun in their mouth and they because of stuff that you had done, they they didn't. Yeah. I mean, that's A, that's gotta be one of the greatest feelings in the world. But it's also the worst. I
8: like the moment you say it, like, it feels like I have a, a weight on my chest of like this responsibility that I can't hold. What but am I not doing? Yeah. Yeah. Like how many did I not help? Yeah. Um, you know, but we're, we're living in really hard, frightening times. Post-Afghanistan, like the, the mental health, the substance abuse without the, within the veteran community, yeah. like it has to be addressed. It has to be impacted. And being able to, to identify a veteran in crisis, being able to explain, hey, call 988. Like, we have a number that you can call and there is somebody sitting there waiting to talk yeah. to talk to you that wants to know about your story and care about you and help you. All the while, what are all the other different ways that we can positively affect veterans? Help them be financially stable. Get them off substances that they shouldn't be on. You know, get them in a healthy relationship. Um, you know, we, we have been really doing them a disservice for a long time because they come back from war after 20 years, the longest yeah. war in American history. Hey, just welcome back, figure it out. So, uh,
0: why is it, you know, you, after Vietnam relatively long we're not quite as long as Afghanistan. Yeah. why is that so much more pervasive now though what, what, what do you think has changed yeah. that that's happening and maybe it was happening before we just didn't read about it right We have with the yeah. internet age every you know there's information more information in my phone than anyone could ever conceive of in a lifetime yeah. 25 years ago. But what's going on that made that spike so so dramatic in the last 20 years?
8: Yeah, Don, that's a really good and, and I think a really important question, and this is just my personal opinion. When I receive a soldier, I'm supposed to do three things with him as a leader. I'm supposed to provide him with purpose, direction, and motivation. When the greatest generation came back from World War II, right, they just fought Nazis, they just fought the Japanese, they ran up cliffs, they clung, yeah. they stormed beaches, they liberated people during the Holocaust from these concentration yeah. camps. They saw the most horrific thing, right? Then they came back, and built the strongest country in the existence of humans, of our species. Yeah. So what do they have? They had purpose. These men and women came back and they had purpose, direction, motivation. They wanted to do something meaningful. I think right now, we we have a generation that's lost. We have these powerful men and women, these service members that are coming back, and they don't know what to do. Yeah. And I'm I, I'm gonna I'm gonna beg and I'm gonna plead. I'm gonna implore that they need to know what their purpose is, and their purpose is to be a great American, to go out and vote, to be good moms and dads, yeah. to be good entrepreneurs, and employees, like to build that strong economy again, to make the, all those little problems seem so less important because yeah. you're contributing something meaningful. Like be an amazing dad. That is a great purpose. Good. So, uh, I mean, that's sort of a great, talk about you know, public square because I,
0: I think that's exactly what it is. It's creating a purpose. It's you know take, finding patriotic Americans and just Americans yeah. and like letting them find other people of like mind, yeah. letting them also support small business. When you're talking about purpose, that, that lifeblood of what was always America was that, that small business owner. Now it's been taken over by trillion dollar mega corporations that, frankly, could care less about you. They want to destroy more about you. They're globalists. Like, right. you know, they, they, America first. It's like that's racist yeah. and terrible. It's a you know uh, talk about you know how you got involved with Public Square and how you see that shaping because I, I do see the demand. People are getting it now. Yeah. It was sort of veiled, but it's gotten so ridiculous uh, when they look at big corporate. So just being able to align people back with those values allow them to find those small businesses. Put that person's kid yeah. through you know, BJJ school rather than, you know, giving it to Starbucks so they can donate to the trans
8: causes that would put you and I in the gulags in about two seconds. Yeah, I mean, uh, when I say go out and and vote, there's lots of ways to vote. And voting with your dollars is one of the most important things that you can do. We saw what happened to Target, we saw what happened to Bud Light. You know, um, United, I think, is about to learn the lesson because people are scared to get on those planes now because it might just...
0: I mean, I'm looking at this, and I fly like 300,000 miles a year. I'm like, (laughs) I'm looking... Don't fly on United because that guy's... I'm looking in the cockpit, I'm like, I, if I
8: see someone under the age of 25, I'm yeah. like, I'm really Fortunately, down. we have enough of them boomers that they've been pairing them with one of these yeah. DEI hires. And so you'll have a boomer with a DEI hire. Well, those boomers are going to age out very soon. Yeah. And you're going to have two DEI hires that don't know how to fly a plane. And, like, hopefully you live. But in reference to Public Square. <laughs> what could go wrong, right? Yeah. Talk about voting with your dollars is aligning and spending money with people that share your values Mm -hmm. like how awesome is it to buy from an American made company that is owned by a veteran that loves this country that shares your values that loves the American flag that doesn't think thinks it's a symbol of racism they just love being an American like I want to give my dollars to them and and being able to like I have my businesses on public square I shop on public square I buy my razors from you know like uh, I think it's called Western razors it's like I've never met them before but I found them on public square and uh, the whole Entire thing is like to create this other economy where I stop giving money to people that hate me and hate my values. Yeah, it, I mean it, it's it's literally as an American,
0: it's hard to believe we're even having this conversation. Yeah. We're filling a void that should not need to be filled, yeah. but, but it has, and all of that's been so weaponized. And we see we've seen that across the board. I mean, I, I see the criticism that even you get. I mean, you're an entrepreneur, you're doing business. Uh-huh. I mean, you're bringing people. You're rescuing people out of foreign lands when our, the U.S. government leaves them—I mean, it, like you, you'd sort of be like a great American, and yet you're a domestic terrorist. Yeah. You, along with me, are on every list at the DOJ and FBI Madness. ever. But, yeah, it, but but we do have to start somewhere, and I think this is a great way to sort of start chipping away. If you take away that dollar, it's not again. It's not just about the vote. I mean, you take away their dollars, it's a lot harder for them to come cancel us.
8: Yeah, I uh, I, I had a real weird relationship with money and I, I thought um, I never wanted to be rich like as, as a Christian I was like you know it's, it's harder for a rich man to make it to heaven than go through an eye of the needle and I was like okay like, so I, I want to be able to give and I want to be selfless but then I, I now recognize that money and the economy is a lever yep. and it is leverage yep. and we have been giving up those levers being too busy giving back to our families we have to be intentional with our families yep. but we also need to have an economy that supports our values yeah and um, and every single one of these gigantic I do not want to take my kids into Target because at eye level are no. a bunch of books about trans kids, and they're targeting these poor impressionable young children. Yeah. So we don't shop at Target, right? Yeah. Like, it's oh. that easy. Just spend your money with people that Correct. share your values. And, and the, you know, and you see the same thing with Amazon
0: or whatever. Yeah. Like, we need to take the extra two seconds to sign up for a Public Square. Like, yeah. just, just do that. We we have to make an effort. We, we've gotten so lazy. I can push one button. Well, sign up, you can do the same thing in Public Square, but you yeah. just got to take the extra effort to go there. Find your bank on Public Square. One of those, like, because you know, I, I've been, I, I couldn't get a checking account where I live in South Florida because, well, you're politically affiliated. I'm like, I can't get a checking account. Yeah. Like, it, it's it's gone that insane. So we got to make sure those businesses understand it. And once again, one guy going out by himself, you can take him out. 150, 175 million Americans sort of aligned and going forward. Yeah. You can't be stopped you cannot be fucked with
8: yeah there, there's nothing more powerful than a united america no. you know and the japanese recognized that after pearl harbor you know they they <laughs> they said in his own words we have made the worst mistake we have woken the sleeping giant that is the american people and um i think the american people have been have uh been taken advantage of for far too long now and they've woken up and it's no. and they're about to experience what it looks like to see an america that's that has their eyes wide open.
0: Well, I'm just glad you're out there doing it, man. Look forward to doing a lot more with you in Public yeah. Square and all of the other stuff. And, and with the veteran stuff, anything I can do to help, even if it's just yeah. amplify and, and get so it out much. there, it's, it's awesome, that. man. So, great hanging God out. Thanks a lot, Tim, yep. appreciate Thank it, man.
4: Well, welcome back governor, to the Governor, good to be
0: back, good to be back. Well, this is the, an environment that we can hang out. Uh, for those you know, on the show, uh, this is Greg Gianforte, a good friend of ours, a congressman from Montana, then governor, uh, and it doesn't take a lot to get me to go campaigning in Montana, but the last time we did it, we went shooting prairie dogs. Yes. And the New York Times, doing the New York Times, like the most New York Times thing ever, didn't understand what prairie dog shooting was in Montana, which is actually just getting rid of vermin. They thought we were shooting pregnant dogs, and it became this big headline. Like, and we're like, we don't know what they're talking about. But then we, figured, so crazy. Yeah. So it's yeah. good to be amongst our people rather it's than the New York Times. And we're
4: thrilled. Montana is a sanctuary for freedom yeah. and free enterprise. And here at the show, we've got about a couple of dozen Montana firearms and ammunition manufacturers. A bunch of them, yeah. In total, Montana has 150 of these companies, more per capita than any other state in the country. Right. So we love our Second Amendment, yeah. and we're here to support them. Well, you're a big
0: outdoorsman as well, so yeah. that, that comes into play. And there's there's some there's not as much overlap as I would think actually it's between hunting and, and shooting. Amazingly enough, this is such a, a shooting dedicated show. But there's some great companies here that are Montana based. Now, you also just announced you're going to go for re-election. Yes. All right.
4: So yeah. Well, I, I this has been the greatest honor of my life. I mean, I spent my career in business, and we've brought yeah. business experience to state government. We've done. Uh, We have a good record to run on. We gave the biggest tax reduction in the history of the state, over a billion dollars. We did massive deregulation. Uh, We uh, uh, also paid off all the state debt. I wish the federal government would take a page out of our book. Uh, Montana is now completely debt-free.
0: That's amazing. Well, and that's the thing, I mean, I, I always talk about guys running for public service, running for that office. Trump was able to be successful, was able to do a lot of the deregulation that allowed businesses and the economy to boom because he'd actually functioned in that yeah, world. I mean, right. you built, not just a little bit. you didn't just run a small bit. you ran a real business, big business, created thousands of jobs. Then when you come into Montana, you're actually able to do these things as opposed to some yeah. journeyman who's never done that before.
4: Don, I'm looking forward to the day that we have a businessman back in the White House. I was encouraged by the progress in Iowa in New Hampshire. Let me just say, Joe Biden has been a complete failure for this country, opening up the borders, attacking our Second Amendment rights, uh, empowering our enemies, and President Donald Trump did exactly the opposite. I've always supported him. I'm looking forward to the day he's back in the White House.
0: Well, I I think America, you know, for me, and you know I get around. I go, you know,
4: real America, get
0: out there, speak to the people. The enthusiasm in 16 was incredible. Mm -hmm. The enthusiasm in 20 was actually more, Mm -hmm. which is hard to believe, and and by the way, that translated into real votes, but they had COVID to game, you know, we don't have, we we know there were plenty of games. I don't know that, it's so ridiculous now, the policy is so bad, the inflation is so ridiculous that guys like me are like, wow, if I have sticker shock, everyone's got sticker shock, right, it's, People really see it, so I think, I think it's gonna be an insane, insane well, year.
4: Well, we, we've been, we created a new program at the Department of Commerce in Montana. It's a business attraction program. We're knocking on firearms manufacturers in New York, yeah. California, and our pitch is really simple. Hey, you wanna move back to America? exactly. And they're coming.
0: We just announced that. Everywhere else, like, you know, the People's Republic of Colorado, you can stay there or you can move to Montana. We just
4: announced $125 million investment in Glendive, Montana. They're going to hire 350 people. People say, well, what tax breaks did you give them? I said, well, we offered them quality of life. You can hunt big game in Montana, 11 out of 12 months. Fishing's not too shabby either. Correct. In July when you can't hunt. And then also we have a, a... a Montana work ethic that just doesn't quit. Yeah. Uh, they did a seminar, they did a job fair, this company, Brixdale Defense, 65 applicants in two hours. Wow. People are ready to work in Montana. We are open for business, and if there are business folks out there that are thinking about expanding or looking for a new location, moving back to America, Montana's open for business. Well, it's a solid pitch. I I look forward to just getting up there with you again because campaigning
0: in Montana is great. I get to go through some fishing, get to go do some shooting. We do a little campaigning as well. It's it's, it's the perfect mix, so great to see you, Greg. Great to see you, Don. Thanks. Good. We already know
6: this, but the evidence that I get to witness and participate in firsthand is a reaffirmation that God, family, country is still a guiding force for the American dream. And I meet with every imaginable ethnicity, color, race, creed, religion, lifestyle, socioeconomic strata, and they all believe in those fundamentals.
0: Get up early, put your
6: heart and soul into being the best that you can be. Be a productive member of society while you demand good over evil, law and order. Punishment of bad people and rewarding of good
0: people—literally the, the opposite of what's of, actually yes, going on in government right now. The opposite I mean, of the America. I mean, when I saw the Supreme Court, it, the state of Texas, which is being overrun beyond—you know—you have a, a sex trafficking crisis, a child sex trafficking crisis, Soldiers. a fentanyl crisis, but beyond that, a human just a, a disaster, you know, a, of epic proportions. People dying on the way and. Texas can't even defend its own borders, according to the Supreme Court, according to everyone in Washington, D.C., according to even the weak Republicans, and certainly the Democrats are welcoming because they need to change the voter base because real Americans are actually starting to understand that God, family, country is not, in fact, controversial. It's actually the way we we should live and we'd all be better off for it.
6: It's the true North Compass setting of good America everywhere. Even to this day, here we are, we could be spoiled and think that America is perfect because we're at this celebration of ballistics and hunting and conservation. But outside the SHOT Show and outside our campfires, outside our barbecues, outside our family gatherings, we are represented by the majority of people. It's the people with the megaphones, the the government, all the bureaucracies are so untrustworthy. Big tech, just horrible, horrible evil people, Hollywood, academia, those loudest voices have too much power and they've mastered the abusing of that power. They don't represent the heart and soul of America. But if I may, and I may, worse than Democrats? It's hard to imagine. Worse than liberalism? Hard to imagine. Worse than communism and marxism? Apathy. Conservatives, Conservatives who don't know their chief of police, their sheriff, their state trooper commander, their senator, their congressman, their mayor, their yeah. governor, they don't communicate. Everywhere I go, and I, I rock and roll and I oh, hunt yeah. in 50 states. Yep. All those politicians work for me. And they all know what Ted Newton stands for because I've not been afraid to speak my core values over the years. And so I, I tend to align myself. I was just at the Pursuit Channel booth and we had the longest line that they've ever experienced because shit kickers connect get with what you and I live. And so, but if you don't apply that at the voting booth, if you yep. don't apply that at the school board, then you will lose. Yep.
0: But if you apply it, you can win. We just did it in Louisiana. Yeah, listen, I, w- I was there with Chuck yes, uh, Winner, he's been on the show, he's a, a good friend. and. And not only did we win, we won before it even got to an election because we won so overwhelmingly because people got engaged. We have to do that not just for the president and congressmen and senators and governors. We need to start from the bottom up as well with the school boards and and get involved or you're gonna end up with some rainbow haired freak indoctrinating your children, poisoning them from day one, capturing them when they're most vulnerable uh, to, to the nonsense and then it takes years to get them back to normal. Sometimes well, they wake up and sometimes they never do, and that's a problem we face too.
6: We're in the scramble of damage control because we weren't responsible enough to demand quality control. Correct. And if I may just emphasize, you and I we come from different lifestyles in some ways, but still that spirit of the wild, that conservation instinct has connected us, and that is a connecting link to every strata of the American society, and it's alive and well, but we created Hunter Nation. You can yep. visit HunterNation.org, and we've galvanized the most apathetic amongst us, which I'm embarrassed to say, is the hunting the hunters, families. They, they had
0: not gone they, out they hadn't and voted. engaged. They, yeah. they didn't engage, it's not really for them, but that's what I see. You know, the people who were ag- agnostic, they sat on the sidelines, it's like, I don't trust, e- I'm not it, into so, politics they it's say. It's so flagrant now. Sounds the, Cuban. The attack on their lifestyle, the attack on their values, the attack on their families, quite literally. Yeah. And they uh, watched it happen. Now they can't sit back. If they sit back they're they're literally, you know, they're essentially voting for their own demise.
6: So I'm going to summarize it with the pulse of all those shit kickers that I hang with. Your dad, we need your dad back as the commander in chief. I appreciate that. He represents the best of the best. He was an outsider. And I think that is manifested in the fact that I have a big mouth. And people go, he's radical, he's extreme. Let me make it perfectly clear this loud mouth, radical, extreme constitutionalist guitar player is exactly what the founding fathers wanted all Americans to be right. to question authority, to demand constitutional accountability, and any neighborhood where that's considered radical, I give you a suburb of San Francisco. So take back America individually as families, make sure your mayor, your governor, your senator, your chief of police, your sheriff, do they know you? Do they know that you support Kyle Rittenhouse that self-defense is a natural instinctive righteousness. If they don't know you believe in that, then it's gonna be like Sergeant Dan Perry in Austin who shoots a guy who attacked him with a rifle and in Texas, he was charged with murder for stopping someone from killing him. Or Daniel
0: Penny in New Den- York. New York. Who, he stopped evil. Literally, everyone, every witness there said we were fearing for our lives. He is a hero, and they're charging him with second-degree manslaughter. It's it, you can't you can't win. So we got to get involved, and we'll, we'll have you on full time. And I will. You're still a leader, by the way, in the in the poll. There's hundreds of thousands of people that watch. They want press secretary. Ted Nugent, okay, so may may, you, you may be moving to D.C., just so yeah. we understand, okay, so enjoy your hunting season. You gotta do four years in D.C. Yeah, she'll cover for me. Well, I didn't invent the middle finger, but I have perfected it.
6: You have perfected it. My middle it, finger is sighted in two inches high at 200 yards, so I've got the <laughs> okay. cover.
0: Good range. Yes. Yeah, Good you. to see you, brother. says, we're going to bring in Ukraine. That was the only red line. We gave Putin, and I'm not saying Putin's a good guy either, but we gave him every excuse that he needed to come across and and start this war. We had it for 40, 50, 60 years. And I remember because I spent my summers growing up in Czechoslovakia. I know what it was like in communist. I'm one of the few Americans that can talk about communism from an actual experience, because I I spoke the language. I lived there for six weeks every summer from when I was five years old till college. through the fall of the wall, I saw the changes, I saw everything. And before was a lot worse than, than after, in many respects. But that's what's going on right now. They're, they're not going to invade other nations. He's probably had a pretty solid underperformance, frankly, in Ukraine. But we gave him every excuse by saying, we're going to take a 60-year buffer zone, you know, a no man's land. That was Ukraine. They were not a NATO ally. They were not in NATO. And we're going to say, hey, we're going to now move that border, and we're going to move NATO. 500 1000 miles closer to Russia right onto their borders and these are not intelligent people making these decisions so you know and all we've seen is hundreds of thousands the numbers are going to be so much worse by the time we really get to it young men now women even being sent to die for what the women fled the country they're living in western europe now gone it, it's disgusting what's going on there the death the destruction with no and no one can tell me what victory looks like Literally, not not one American politician has an articulated plan for what that means. When my father said he just wants the death to stop, that shouldn't be controversial. And yet it is, because it's all about the money. Everyone wants to just make money on this. It doesn't matter. And that's exactly what's going on. Until the money stops, it's going to go on forever. You
1: know, this is only my second economic development trip. And um, you know what you might expect to take place in Vegas actually happened on my very first economic development trip. It was in Europe. And sometimes being governor and a mom to three kids can be a little bit challenging. I have an 11-year-old, a 10-year-old, and an 8-year-old. And so as much as I can, I try to combine things and take my kids with me as much as possible. And we were doing this pretty extended trip in Europe and so my husband and i decided that we would take our kids with us and it would be a great opportunity for me to work but also spend some time with them we land in paris and i had a couple hours before the very first event where we were going to start doing meetings and i thought you know what we'll go out and experience paris in the best way just Sit on a little sidewalk cafe, watch people come and go, and that will be a great way for our kids to see and experience Paris for the first time. So we go, we sit down. I think this is going to be such a special time. And as I look up across the street from this little cafe, instead of taking in the sights of Paris, I see that we've picked a cafe that's across the street where it's x rated shop after x rated shop, just one after the next. So we're sitting there, and the entire time, instead of trying to, you know, take in the sights, we're trying to distract our three kids from looking up and taking in anything. And I think we've gotten totally out of it, and we have made it in the clear, and as we're leaving, our eight-year-old George looks up and says, Mommy, can we go there? That's the coolest store ever. They have toys and DVDs. (laughs) (laughs) Thankfully, our uh, trip got much better after that and we uh, ended up with multiple uh, new businesses and expansions from that trip we're hoping to do the same thing here like i said it's already been a great day meeting with a lot of companies that already invest and are operating in arkansas and hopefully bringing a lot more business to the state Uh, we know that this industry is not just Uh, A place where you get to see cool and neat things but it really is what stands between our country having the freedoms that we get to enjoy and not because we know that if we can't uphold our Second Amendment we can't defend ourselves we can't fight for ourselves and we cannot be a truly free country (laughs) we love the revenue and we love the impact that your business has more importantly we love what it really means for our country long term and there are very few people that I know that support this industry and frankly the freedoms of our country and my friend and our special guest here tonight is a little bit of a surprise Uh, some of you may know him as the son of our former president soon-to-be new president outspoken defenders of the Second Amendment Um, and he's pretty outspoken about everything else (laughs) Uh, he I had the opportunity to get to know him and one of the things that I say all the time that people I think don't appreciate enough about the president are that he has amazing kids they work hard they're humble they're nice, they're good people, and you can't fake that. And so please help me give a warm Arkansas welcome to my good friend, Donald Trump Jr.
7: Thank you
0: so much, Sarah. I think, Governor, we've got to keep it informal, you know, and to be respectful, but uh... This woman has been absolutely amazing. Uh, She'll continue to do this. It's great seeing this, by the way. By the way, when are you gonna be number one, though? we All right, right, we'll we'll, we'll get her there, but just some of the brands, the people I know, those of you who know me, uh, I'm a Second Amendment, like, psychopath. Like, it's uh, (laughs) it's really my thing. I know everyone in there, but uh, it's absolutely great to be here. Thank you so much for what you're doing, the fight that you're doing. Everything that Sarah has done from day one has been Awesome. Uh, You know, I look at our secretary today. It's like, well, they just don't answer questions because they don't have to. You weren't given that option, but when you did, you did it with the fight that we need to preserve our freedoms, to preserve our Constitution. You're really exemplary of that. Now, this week was interesting. I can't help myself because I'm that guy. We saw the story about Kim Jong Il. Oh, I guess it was the son. Winking at Sarah during the diplomatic conference. And my father said, Hey, Sarah, you should take one for the team. <laughs> yeah. So I read that, and most people would be like, That's made up. I go, I know my father, that 100% happened. That so I asked her, I was like, so, so Did it happen? Said, she said, No, I didn't. I'm like, I feel like that's the one time you've perhaps let down the people who are <laughs> All, all kidding aside, uh, Governor, you've done an amazing job. Uh, thank you for your just steadfast support of everything that we believe in, in the America First Movement. Uh, thank you for the friendship. Uh, and honestly, thank you for the, taking the slings and arrows. Uh, I think we've seen, guys, you know, it's easy, you know, one guy, well, even didn't win with my father, most powerful man in the world, he's the President of the United States. If you're the one guy going out there by yourself and our enemies, both foreign and domestic, because there's plenty domestic, are channeling their fire on you. They can cancel you, they can take you out, they did. But now, with other people that have the guts to be unafraid, to speak up, to fight for the things that we all value, that we all believe in, you know, I think we're sending a message to America, and I see that. As I go around the country, people are waking up. The people that were politically agnostic, the people that were sitting on the sidelines, or the people that were just, honestly, busy trying to feed their families. Try to live their American dream, what you know what's left of it that hasn't been exported to China. China. <laughs> we have to get the vernacular right, Sarah, right? This is you know, they're, they're, they're pretty good? Solid? So what hasn't been done they, you know they listen to something in the background for five minutes and they believe it. But now I think it's the disasters It's not even Joe Biden. Like no one actually believes Joe Biden's in charge, but this guy can't find his way off a stage like this. It's like just just walk like seven feet that way. (laughs) (laughs) The people who've been on the sidelines just trying to live their American dream, they get it now. They see beyond the fake news, they see beyond how they've been influenced by big tech. They understand how stupidity, the lack of common sense. The America Last movement, as I call it, which is basically like I literally can't think of anything else. I always joke, like, you know, oh Manchurian candidate, Manchurian candidate, yada yada yada. But like, no, seriously. If you were trying to destroy America from within today, what would you do differently than the policies of the Democrat Party? The answer is nothing. L- literally nothing. China's laughing and crapping as as we destroy ourselves from within. And it doesn't have to be that way. And it's because of people like you who lead by example, who have that conviction, who have the resolve to actually fight back and say enough is enough that we can do this. So just thank you for doing that. Thank you for stepping into the arena because we need more people willing to do that. And when we do, and when it's half the country, 150, 175 million Americans, they ain't canceling shit. (laughs) Sarah, thank you so much for (laughs) the here. These are good friends of mine. I actually, unlike a lot of the politicians, I actually believe this stuff. I don't just say it because that's the next step to get me somewhere in power. Like, this is the stuff I believe in. This is the stuff I'm raising my children with because it's so important. And you guys all being here, willing to be part of that fight, means the world to all of us. So thank you so much. And Sarah, you are literally one of the tips of the spear in that movement. So we really appreciate it. Okay, guys. We're here with that awesome friend, Governor. I'm I'm so used to calling you Sarah. Sarah. Am I still okay? I don't want to break formality, but keep call me Sarah. Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Governor of Arkansas, and we're here at your event. So, number three, gun state in the country, friendly. So we're at Shot Show. How do we get to number one, Sarah? Because I'm not used to you (laughs) underperforming. I'm I'm used to you way overachieving.
1: We're working our way there. We'll be at number one. Next year, we'll be number one for being the most friendly. But that's why we're here is because we want to continue to see this industry grow in our state. We want to continue to invest. We uh, have tremendous companies that already operate in Arkansas. We're working to expand a lot of those businesses and also recruit new industry to come into the state. So
0: it's a great opportunity. So you did, you did some awesome stuff I saw in the last couple of weeks you. You ban the CCP from buying land because what could possibly go wrong? I mean, you know what I mean? Like yeah. we would give up all our ag because the morons on the other side are, are fine with it because they basically are working for the CCP. You talk a little bit about that because these are the important steps that we to preserving our own freedom, but also stopping our enemies from encroaching on everything that's going on.
1: I think it's one of the most important things we can do right now because the federal government is failing to actually protect our farmland, protect our ag industry. And we know that if a country can't feed itself, fuel itself, and bite for itself, it can't truly really be free. So we have to protect our agriculture community. We passed a law this year uh, banning any Chinese-owned company from operating and owning farmland in the state of Arkansas. We've already taken action against one company. We kicked them out of the state, and not only did we kick them out, but because they violated state law... We imposed the harshest penalty, and they had to write us a check for $300,000. So we're going to continue taking steps like that. If the federal government won't protect our farmland, Arkansas will. Right.
0: Now, you've seen that they, they do the shell company, and there's a sort of a yeah. a, a, a patsy odor that doesn't actually... Are you, are you guys going all the way down? You're, are you tracking that, able to do it? Because That's exactly I, I see yeah. it as a legit threat, right? Yeah. China has an aging population. they got to feed millions of and they I could see them doing that. They bought Smithfield Farms and some of these great iconic American companies. You think you're supporting America, but you're actually supporting the CCP and they'd cut us off in a second if they could.
1: That's exactly what they do. They use these shell companies and they put, you know, so many layers. So it takes a lot of time to do the investigative work. I'm thankful that we have a great team that is dizzying in and continuing to look at any company that's operating in the state, making sure that if you have that majority uh, ownership from the CCP, then you don't get to operate in Arkansas anymore.
0: It, how are you seeing you're, you're out there on the ground, right? You, you, you're, you're great because you actually understand the people. And sort of, you know, I sort of feel like that's my strong suit, too. How, how do you feel about everything on the ground? As someone who's been there in D.C., who's gone through the stuff, who's had the slings and arrows thrown at them just because you were in the Trump administration, what do you feel now versus the past?
1: I I think people are paying attention now more than they ever have before. You know, I was telling somebody just this week that the energy that I see out on the campaign and around the country for for your dad to be reelected is, I think, even higher than it was in 2016 because now. It's a very different election. You have two people who have four years of a record to run on, and there could not be a greater difference between the two administrations. We have one that governed for a position of strength and actually has a great success story and everyone was doing better, versus one that is a total story of failure and has governed for a position of weakness. I think your dad is in an absolutely incredible position. The enthusiasm there, He's going to not only win, but win big in November. And frankly, it can't happen fast enough.
0: Oh, uh, uh, everything they said Trump was going to do—the wars, the crashing the economy, the this, the interest rate, the inflation—it's like, it's literally happening now. Yeah. And so, that's so why I said earlier, like even those who've been sitting on the sidelines who don't have the time to fuck it—they're trying to feed their families. I get no. it. You can't hide from it anymore. The results, the record, this all speak for themselves.
1: Because everybody's feeling the impact of their poor leadership, whether it's you know going to the grocery store, putting gas in their car, or the schools that their kids are going to. Every little thing, they're feeling it every single day, yeah. and they're tired out, and they want to go back to the leadership that they had under your dad. And I think that the contrast between the two is what is going to drive the level of enthusiasm for him to win.
0: I love it. Guys, we talk about it every time. It's people are like, "What can we do? What can we do? What can we do?" The answer is, get in the game. You didn't need this. You could have got back into, you know, comms or or whatever it is. You became the governor of Arkansas. So just thank you for being in the fight, for taking it to that next level. Just just truly awesome to see. So thanks so much, guys, for tuning in. Really appreciate you there. Guys, we're here. Continuing the shot show special, we have Governor Christy Nome, who's actually doing a lot for the Second Amendment. Yeah, now, we're we, working we, on we it. We were just talking about rattlesnakes. So we got to do this yeah, one because <laughs> we my father, do that you know, whenever too. I'm like quail hunting or something like that, uh-huh. I get a finding a rattlesnake and she yes. put it put it on Instagram my dad's almost like
8: what are you doing Stop it, you're I'm... holding a rattlesnake yes. it's insane
3: yes. well it's but... a little insane so i've done rattlesnake hunting too and it is insane it's stupid yeah. but that's part of what makes it fun is there's this balance to the outdoors and wildlife mm-hmm. and the more you're out there experiencing it the more you understand that you have to control every predator, and rattlesnakes are a big part of it. Well, I I got it. When you do the
0: next uh, South Dakota (laughs) uh, rattlesnake roundup. (laughs) We'll uh, name it the Don Jr. rattlesnake roundup. We'll do that. Just because he can be like, you're insane. And we can also do the prairie dog hunting that we are talking about. That's good.
3: That's good. We both have that reputation, so we'll be fine.
0: Very nice. uh, We're at SHOT Show. Yes. I I see you out there
5: Uh working.
0: I've seen the schedule. It's Uh literally a minute by minute. So you're working hard for the people of South Carolina, but also the Second Amendment. Yes. Tell us a little bit about... Some of the initiative that you're doing, so it sounds really cool.
3: Well, so here's the deal. We, Since I've been governor, um, I have been aggressively defending the Second Amendment. People think of South Dakota as conservative, which mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. Uh, but remember, I replaced a Republican governor mm-hmm. that vetoed twice constitutional carry. Wow. So the first bill that I signed into law was constitutional carry, and we did it in the rotunda and had a huge celebration about, mm-hmm. we have had a change in guard, and South Dakota is now gonna be the biggest defender of our freedoms. And the constitutional amendment to me that is the most important is the second amendment because it's the only way that the people can defend themselves from a corrupt government so i have waived all fees on any permits in south dakota i even as a state we pay for people's federal background checks so it doesn't cost them a penny to exercise their second amendment rights and then we've been aggressively going out there and fighting a lot of these lawsuits and illegal activities that have come out of the federal government against our gun and ammunition industries, so.
0: Yeah, and I think if people have been paying attention, you mm -hmm. realize just how important it is, where you see the the, the crime that's coming with a lot of, obviously, the border crisis and the fentanyl crisis and all that. I mean, they're not gonna be there to defend you. And and in some of these places, I I see the stats I'm seeing from the guys, 30, 40% Mm -hmm. of the gun purchases made in the last like 24 months, first time gun buyers. Yes, absolutely. Because they realize it it too.
3: My mom, she's 76 years old And I found out when I went home last weekend (laughs) that she went and got a pistol, asked for one for Christmas, but she went and took a full uh, instructional course and she took my sister and several nieces without any me even knowing about it. They all went and got trained and it was all just because they thought, you know what? We're not going to depend on anybody anymore. Well, we are a, literally the, on our own with this White House in oh, the way that it sits today.
0: It's crazy. I, I, after the Israel attack, as well. Yes. When we a lot of my friends from New York and you know, mm. real estate guys, yeah, a lot of my but friends, you know, Democrat, you know, Jewish guys. That, yeah. Hey Donna, what's the AR fifteen? Yeah. I'm like, oh really? Yeah. Oh, oh now? Let I, me tell I, you. Now <laughs> you. Now you're calling me after 25 years of giving yeah. me a hard time. Now you're in it. But hey, welcome aboard.
3: Yeah, yeah, uh, and and that's what we're thrilled about is that people are paying attention. So if we are willing to go out there and be aggressively educational about mm-hmm. it, boy, we can turn this whole country around. What, yeah. what I have right now going on in South Dakota is that I see the White House specifically punishing me. and yeah. South Dakota, well, they, I They have tried a,
0: actually removing some funding. Or yes. putting up roadblocks to funding that was already agreed upon about a, a range that you're right. building that sounds like a spectacular we're, facility.
3: We're building a world-class shooting complex it is going to be you know short range uh, clay shooting shotgun ranges long range target shooting sure. built so that we can host national and international competitions but also start programs uh, and facilitate ones in our state that are training our youth and making sure that everybody's well equipped and and building out a lot of our heritage and passing that on to the next generation but uh, it was always a partnership yeah. when we before we even broke ground that it was going to be partially state dollars that we funded yeah. and I dedicated Partially private industry, because everything we do is a private-public partnership. And then we were going to use federal dollars to use as well. That Fish and Wildlife and Interior had signed off on, fully approved. Uh, The financing package was complete. And then we found out a week before we broke ground that they changed their minds. They've decided that they will no longer allow those dollars to be qualified. And it is just specifically to go after rifle ranges. It's specifically to go after a Second Amendment and me personally. But So basically, my attitude has been, screw you. We will build it, and we're going to build it bigger, and we're going to do it without you. So uh, well, I,
0: I see you out there working, talking yeah. with a lot of sort of the, you know the private yeah. companies that are actually yeah. going to fund this, and that's what's sort of cool about shot. I mean, obviously it's a business, mm-hmm. but right. like people do give back. I always they talk do. about you know for shooting, you need that mentor, you need yeah, that ability, and and whether it's hunting or mm-hmm. shooting, you see that on the federal level. You know, let's introduce wolves to reduce the herd yeah, so right. that people don't have success, so that you end hunting. That's true. Right. Let's make getting ammunition really difficult. We mm-hmm. put you through loopholes. Let's let's go after. I see this a lot. I've heard this comment a lot. Sort of. The attack on the individual FFL dealers. Yes, you know, it's there true. was a procedural yeah. error in your thing. We're taking away your license. Yeah. That's your you know, million dollar family yeah. business just gone. Yeah. I, these are these people's livelihoods and they're just they're toying with it yeah. like you, you, you wouldn't believe.
3: I had a little lady in her eighties that had been a firearms dealer for generations, her family had been, and they went Mm -hmm. after her. And I had to specifically and personally step up, help her with her legal defenses and team just coordinating with her in order for them not to send this little old 80-year-old woman to jail. Um, just because they wanted to persecute her. and and yeah, I they won't and, go after the
0: big guys because yeah, they know the big right. guys have the money to fund it. But you know, the, the little guy, you could mm-hmm. actually be right, but it doesn't matter because you can't withstand. Well, the your father lot. has
3: proven that they'll go after the big guys, too. I guess they'll do whatever they'll they do want to do, bit,
0: but do a little bit of both.
3: but it's um, it's a new time in this country.
0: Yeah. um
3: and, and I'm, my hope is that you know I'm a mom and a grandma. Mm-hmm. It's weird for someone that I think that is that demographic to be this out there in front defending the second amendment, but it's a part of my life. I grew up that way. Every yeah. every family vacation was a hunting trip. Oh. It was time spent with my dad and my family where we made memories and it made me better informed about conservation. Yep. About wildlife and, well, I, I, and when I'm
0: lucky enough to, to draw yeah. that West River yeah. tag, I spent a lot know, of time I I do in, too. in South Dakota. Too. So we we have a couple of buddies that literally have just Old family ranch, mm-hmm. and they always invite us out. And when, when I'm lucky enough to draw I'd that, I'd love tag, to say know, I can pull some I even strings, brought my son. I, know if I can. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, if I got the governor's tag, that oh, yeah. Like, oh yeah, oh
3: yeah.
0: I want to call you about the sheep one. The, you know, I don't <laughs> worry about the deer. That I'll put in for. But the sheep one, that gets that, a little crazy. So call you. we'll do that. So uh, one more thing, cause I, I see when you're out here working. I saw yesterday with uh, uh-huh. Sarah Sanders, governor yeah. down in Arkansas, yeah. and I saw she was the number three state. Mm-hmm. for pro-gun bringing in businesses. Are you actually also out there recruiting some of these companies to come to South Dakota to we bring are. that business? Yeah. And, and doing, so what do you do for them to make that attractive? Everything. Beyond the freedom.
3: So we have no income taxes, no personal property taxes. The only tax we have in our state is a 4.2% sales tax. Hmm. And we um, cut the made the largest tax cut in South Dakota history last year is what I got passed through our state legislature. Uh, With that, we are still, with these companies, telling them, we'll build buildings for you, we'll give you land, I will train your workforce for the first two years of any training they need to have the technical skills to do the manufacturing that you need, the gunsmithing you need, you know, whatever it takes, we will do that for you. Uh, In South Dakota, you will not only, for us, you know, giving them millions of dollars to come to our state is a different situation because we're not going to tax you like many of these yeah. other states are going to do. But, but I have, have land and, and, and assets. And bite, bite I know the, uh, I know we, we have guns. land and assets, and we are, we are not going to ever be a state that will come after you with regulatory um, provisions that will impact you or hurt you, that we are friendly and we're going to promote you and be proud of you. And we do it through all of our events, the way we talk. I started a habitat program as soon as I became right. governor, put in a conservation program the first time ever in the state on working lands. We have more public access areas than we've ever had in the history of our state. Right. Um, landowners that are coming to the table in a new way to do it and started a predator bounty program again, which was hugely yeah. controversial.
0: Wait, wait, which think is ridiculous, the, if people. but it's, yeah. it's always the people who know nothing about it. They bring yeah. that stuff to DC. Oh my gosh. So they can fight it with heartstrings, not with logic yeah. reason or actual like on the ground experience.
3: PETA was horrible. I mean, just, Awful, but you know, we're paying ten dollars a tail for is that,
0: is that people eating tasty animals? I, I think it is. Yes, is quite, it, okay, quite often, sure,
3: yeah, yeah, on a daily basis. So, yeah, it was it's amazing to me how if we don't do these things and don't stay out in front, that and what I've had other governors tell me, Donnie, is that they say, well, Christy, when you do this stuff, when you are so out there, you know, like even during COVID, when you didn't shut down your state, when you didn't mandate stuff, it gave us cover. Yeah. It, you know, <laughs> yeah. honestly, you were the crazy you, one. You,
0: you gave them cover, but they you, still did the other things. So yeah. I'm like, guys, we need a said, little recipro- we just the Supreme. You were the crazy one. You were the
3: one that was doing this. Yeah. That, and we have decided, okay, well, we can loosen or relax our mandates a little bit more. Yeah. We can do a little. We can do a little bit more freedom because they were coming after you so hard. So if I got to do that in this area, I will. That's right. Um, we'll do it. I'll give people cover. We've been beaten up enough that we realize what they'll do to destroy you. But it's. No. I want to, at the end of my life, be able to say I lived a life of significance. I lost my dad at 49 years old. As far as I'm concerned, I've already been gifted more days than he got. Mm -hmm. And I want to, when I'm done, just be able to say I actually did something that mattered. And so that's, there's no other place to, to do that with more patriots than here at SHOT Show and to make sure we've got a plan to actually win.
0: You're yeah. doing it every day, and yeah. we're just again honored yeah. to have you in the fight out there yeah. doing it. So, thank you, guys. You if you're looking, uh, you check, definitely check out South Dakota for yeah. firearms, for shooting, for hunting. Uh, just an incredible state, and just you're doing an awesome. I'll job I'll go with, with it. you.
3: Mandatory. You have to take the governor.
0: <laughs> Sounds good. Good. Thanks so thank much. Thank you. Great you're you.
3: awesome.
1: I'm going to take a moment, real quick, to just recognize the National Shooting Sports Foundation. It's because of them that we're able to host this event at the Shot Show, and we're so thankful and fortunate to have two brand new sponsors of CSF join us to be with us tonight, and that's Cordova and Public Square. Square. So thank you guys for being here. I
0: want to welcome Dusty, Michael, and Don to go up to the stage. sponsors actually talk, but since well, we sell a bear hunt at the Childress uh, Sportsman every year. I think I've raised probably more money than just about anyone else just selling myself to go on these hunts, which doesn't exactly suck. I like get to do with my kids, but I appreciate everything that Congressional Sportsman does. Uh, there's not a lot of bipartisanship in politics these days anymore. That's why when they're like reluctant to give me the mic, because I'll I will revoke your 501c3 status so fast your heads will spin, but we will save that for another day. But I'm excited about being here, talking about the patriot economy, bringing other corporations in there for things that we can all agree on, protecting our second amendment rights, protecting our ability to be in the outdoors, all of the things and values that have done so much for me, for my children, for our families. And it's just great to be a part of this organization and for really bringing The new level of corporate America back into that, people who believe in the same thing. So we're just excited to be here. Thank you so much for having us. And (laughs) I'll let Michael and uh, Dusty talk a little bit about what we're doing. Thanks, Don. That's here for Don.
5: (laughs) Don and I first met about two years ago, and I shared with him this idea of a parallel economic ecosystem. We have felt the threat of cancellation from America's largest financial institutions. We love the First Amendment. We love the Second Amendment. But unfortunately, many of the largest companies in this country today no longer respect those things. So I pinched it Don, What if we created a marketplace full of businesses that would align with the Constitution? They would agree with the principles of this country, and he said, we're all in. Now, I'm happy to say that Public Square, you can find the platform at publicsquare.com, we built this incredible marketplace of over 75,000 businesses in 18 months that love the country, the Constitution, and the values that that wonderful document protects. All of you are fighting the good fight in incredible industry positions. You are on the front lines, cherishing what should be seen as an endowed untouchable right and responsibility and privilege, which is the Second Amendment. It's a non-negotiable. The Second Amendment is so fundamental to this country, and you all are on the front lines of protecting that. That What we are trying to do is make sure that when you're looking to bank, when you're looking for insurance, when you're looking for customers, when you're looking for software platforms, you have resources that would never cancel you, but instead will celebrate the very fact that you exist and they want to help you grow. So that's what we're doing at publicsquare.com. We encourage you to check it out. We're certainly grateful for the Congressional Sportsman's Foundation. we're really honored to partner. This has been a fantastic event. And come reach out at our booth if you were interested in hearing more. Thanks, everyone. And off to Dusty here. We announced today
9: a really cool partnership, and I'm excited for you guys to hear about it. Thanks, everyone. Appreciate you being here today. Um, We started in this industry about Five years ago, with a very simple idea that we wanted to bring financial services catered to the firearm industry. We saw that it has been beaten down over the years by the banks and credit card companies. So five years ago, we launched a buy now, pay later consumer lending. We were running around here trying to build relationships. A lot of you opened your arms to us, trusted us, and I can say now, after five years. We have financed over a quarter billion dollars in firearm transactions. Thank you guys for all that you've done for our company and trusting us. We're excited to bring Public Square into this fight with us to protect the Second Amendment we're excited to bring you more financial services from that you can trust that know that we're going to stand behind the ethics of liberty on the second amendment so again thank you all for trusting us and letting us be here and we're looking forward to serving you for many more years thanks everyone
0: okay guys i hope you enjoyed that uh that was a lot of fun it was a crazy week i totally lost my voice between like i said uh, I, I was working like five different gigs there. I, I had sort of the political hat on with some of the governors. I had, obviously, visiting the guys that that sponsor us and advertise with us over at Field Ethos. Uh, you know, my outdoor company. You had the stuff we're doing with Michael Seifert at Public Square, obviously, on the Patriot economy, plus their partnership with Credova for the gun space. Uh, you know, getting getting the banks and the credit card companies out out of your uh, gun purchases so you don't get on a list. and know that said, if you're watching this, you're probably on a list already. So check out Field Ethos if you haven't. Uh, obviously, Public Square, we talk about that a lot. Uh, something's so important. We have to vote with our wallets. We have to support those who believe in us, those and, and not those who hate our guts. So I hope you really enjoyed that one. I know uh, seeing a lot of stuff. Everyone wants Nugent on full-time. We already discussed that. We'll get him on here uh, and, and have a good time with that. And also, guys, uh, make sure you're liking... I see you, I see how many people are watching, and I see how many likes, it's so easy just to hit that button, just do it, do it right now. Also, share it with your friends so they see the stuff that's going to be smothered and censored by big tech. That's how we beat the algorithm. That's how we get the news out there. We already have a lot of obstacles in our way in this fight. It's not us versus them. They got trillion dollar institutions working against us. It's important to do that. And If you get your podcast on Spotify or iTunes podcast, don't forget to download Trigger there. Even if you only do that some of the time, subscribe. It doesn't cost you anything. If you're already on there, just get it there. So that way, if you're traveling, if you're in the car, check it out that way. Download the Rumble app so you can also get notifications uh, when I'm going live. Again, I don't do it every day because this is like the fun part. It's not my day job. And so I, I want you guys to be able to see that when we go live because we're Monday and Thursday, although they're talking about maybe adding one more show in there uh, a week. I, I don't know if I can do five just with my travel schedule. It's, it's impossible uh, for me, but uh, we may be doing that. So let me know what you think about that. And also, last but not least, because this one's really important, these guys also make it happen. Check out our great sponsors. Okay, check out the folks over at Gold Co. So you learn how to hedge your portfolio. You can do it tax and penalty free by going to DonJuniorGold.com. D O N J R Gold.com to learn more. Protect yourself from the insanity of what's going on. Learn, educate yourself, let them take you through the process. That one's sort of a no-brainer. And for the physical, the health side of protecting yourself from the insanity, make sure to check out the great folks over at The Wellness Company get their emergency preparedness kit. You saw what's going on during a time of crisis, but they have the, the meds, the this that you may need in a time of crisis that you don't wanna be scrambling for. So go to the wellness co, twc.health slash triggered, like the wellness co, twc.health slash triggered for 15% discount off their emergency medical kit, the instruction manual, how to use that, how to take care of your family in a time of crisis again, From tick bites to COVID to something even worse, have everything you need at home so you don't have to search. So that's twc.health slash triggered, like the name of the show. Check it out. Be prepared. Take care of yourselves. You guys are the best, and I look forward to seeing you on Monday. Have a good one, guys.